For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, giving you my libertarian view on the biggest stories of the week. We're talking about all the drama at the White House. Scaramucci, the new White House communications director, came out with a, a splash with a bang. And I we're two hours into the show. We've been having a lot of fun. I got a lot of calls. And I keep trying to read you this article of what Scaramucci said. He, he called a reporter from The New Yorker, basically his first day on the job, and said, man, everything's all effed up. Uh, this guy's a uh, C word. That guy's a C word. Don't tell anybody, but, you know, everybody's in trouble. He calls a reporter and he says this crazy stuff. So actually, I would like to read this to you and I've, tw- I've teased to it like 10 times as I sit there with the article in my hand. But uh, we've been having so much fun that I can't do it. And frankly, I'm not sure I can get my mind around it because it is so replete with expletives that I don't think I can get my mouth around it for a, uh, a family-friendly radio show. So maybe I'll try to do that. I, I have so many calls. I want to do some rapid fire on that. So if you're on the line, I am going to get to you, and I'm going to give everybody um, you know, a minute or two to say what you have to say. But if you want to check out something very funny, get maybe Binkley, you can tweet on, you know, at Monica Perez Show. Or I don't know how. I don't know how remote tweeting goes. If you can copy me on your tweet and then I'll retweet it. This article that's from The New Yorker, it says, Anthony Scaramucci called me to unload about White House leakers, Rance Priebus and Steve Bannon. Um, Read that article if you're not squeamish about profanity. And then go to my website, our website, PropagandaReportDaily.com, and look at the video of Buster Cursing that I posted. It's uh, an Arrested Development clip, which was like my favorite show of all time. I I knew there was something. I was like, Binkley, this article reminds me of something. I can't think of it, but it was just this, this... there's something in my mind is like where the entire conversation is bleeped out and it's still hilariously funny. And Binkley, to his credit, said that was probably Arrested Development, which is my favorite show. So that uh, highly recommends that you check that out for your amusement at the break because we've got lots to amuse you now. I want to tweet Binkley and then I'm going to go to these calls. What do you got? Ridgeway tweets that the, the Mooch article in the New Yorker was just a publicity stunt. That's good stuff, because 
he's getting me to talk about it and I usually completely dismiss this stuff when it's ridiculous and without content I try to stay focused but it's just it's just it's so crazy it's so I mean it's literally crazy he speaks in the third person you know like it's <laughs> it's he calls himself by a name it's it's just crazy and I'm not a very polished person I I you know I'm, it's not like I've risen to the heights of power I you know, I did what I can, but even I have learned along the way not to call, you know, who would even want to talk to me, but I would never call a reporter and say the worst possible stuff in the worst possible way and then, you know, think it's going to be okay. And then it is okay. It actually was okay. Like, that's the crazy part is that this guy should be fired immediately, right? Am I wrong? That's what he was supposed to do. Exactly. He did his job. And that's why, I mean, that's why you have to wonder when someone does something crazy and doesn't get fired, then you got to run that, that one up the line. Uh, okay, so let's do some, uh, some rapid fire calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's, uh, let's go, let me just set it up. I would ask the question, if you think Trump's going to make it the full, full four years, uh, maybe even eight years, why or why not? I have a poll on the website, propagandareportdaily.com. You can answer. We'll get to the results a little bit later on, but I want to get some answers from you. Uh, or you can call about other stuff, too. No props. Uh, Mike in Gainesville. Mike, you're on with Monica. Yes. Uh, Trump's a results-based uh, person. Uh, he shut Trump air down immediately, Trump vodka down immediately, if the Republican Party does not start playing ball, he will shut his presidency down and not run again. If the Republicans do play ball with him, he'll stay and get the job done. So it's all going to be based on whether he gets support from the legislative branch as to what he does in the future. Wow, Mike, that was an excellent, excellent answer. And I got to say that rings true because he did say, eh, I might just quit. At one point, he said something like that. Great one, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tony in Atlanta, you're on with Monica. Hey, good afternoon. How you doing? I've got, I've Go. got a couple of things that I wanted to say. Uh, I wanted to comment about whether people are inherently good or bad. Yeah, everything. Give me what you got. Just make it, you know, concise, but I'll give you your time. Do it. Trump is fighting an uphill battle against both sides, parties. And I think most of, I want to call them false allegations to keep him under investigation or put out there. So the real people that are guilty of things, like we know of certain people who lied to Congress and lied to FBI, they're not under investigation. They're trying to keep the focus on Trump. And now he's having trouble with both sides of the party because we got. Uh, that's good. Let me just say that's actually a little bit of a tell because if this were really about justice, if it was really about justice, there would be lots of investigations. It's it's crystal clear. It's it's about there's a reason for it. Okay, keep going. Oh, and uh, I was going to say about the uh, some people are inherently bad or good. Yeah, I think. It has a lot to do with where they're raised and how they're raised, although that is not 100% true because some people are born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They grow up bad. Some people are born in the hood and raised by welfare, and they grow up good. So, But uh, all have sinned and came short of the grace of God, and yeah, that's all i got to say about that. So but uh, is the answer that you think most people are good or bad? Me. Are most people going to give you, you know, they see you drive 20 bucks, are they going to give it to you, or are they going to let you keep walking? Um, that's a tough one. I'd say most people would probably give it up. I would. 
Yeah, and I think that's, I think that, I think that too, but I I guess my mom, my mom must have had it. Well, she did have a hard knock life. Thanks a million for the call, Tony. I'm going to Mickey in Loganville. Hi, Mickey, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, first let me say I am a big fan of the show, and I wish that you could be on seven days a week. I love it. Thank you. Um, I have to say, uh, even though I'm a big fan of the show, I have to disagree with you. Earlier, you had a caller that, that called in saying that he think that Trump was going to be in for like the next eight years. I don't think so. My, my father is a big Trump supporter. My brother is a big Trump supporter. I happen to believe that Trump is grossly incompetent when it comes to the job. I don't think that he has a dedication to the people at all. I think he's at a. What do you? Himself. You said you disagree with me. What do you think my position is? Oh um, no, um, you, you raised a point earlier. Um, you raised a point earlier concerning um, the people, kind of like the people behind the curtain a little bit, yeah. and some of the things that they were trying to put in place to distract us. I, I do believe I'm a fire military. Let me say that first. I oh, do nice. believe there are some um, some feet behind the curtain, possibly. I just think that um, what Trump is dealing with right now is more about him um, just tapping to the caller who just came on and said uh, Trump is facing both the the, um, the Democrat and Republican Party because he is he is neither, and there is corruption on both sides. Oh, there is corruption on both sides, um, and Trump is not—he's um, not walking the path that they would want a Republican or a Democrat to, to walk. So he is going to face problems from both sides. I think the reason why he won is because uh, he is a good salesman, and it's not that hard to sell to sell to people who are desperate. People, people were at a nice. point where, yeah. Yeah, people were at a point where they just felt like they were totally forgotten. Um, the liberals have been in charge for forever. And, you know, I hear it all the time on conservative radio, you know, I, why do I have to be considered a bigot because I feel like this is where I'm saying this. It, it, what it comes down to is everybody's hurting. And you have some people that are so desperate right now that they're put, they put all of their, all of their care, all of their everything, all of their belief in Trump as if he's a king or a god or a monarch. And he's not. He's in there to serve himself. You can tell by his actions. He's a successful person, but one of the rules of success is if you're going to be successful at something, you have to put the time and the energy into learning it so that you can excel at it. He's not learning about the ah, skills. That's an interesting, done. too. That. Yeah, it, you got to, you got to, uh, it's not, people are always like, oh, it's like running a business. These guys are businessmen. But no, business, he, he failed at four businesses. Business is right. a learning process. I'm not criticizing him for it, but industries have companies inside them. And in, industries serve, well, this is a big country. With, it's not a competitive process. He doesn't have exactly. a learning curve. It's uh, something totally different. Now, I don't want people to be good at politics because I think the federal government should have practically no power whatsoever. But, uh, but, um, if he did nothing or if there were gridlock, I, I guess that would be good, except for I would like to repeal Obamacare, but I don't want to get bogged down. Thank you so, so much, Mickey, for the call. I loved it. Please call again. And I'm going to go to Joe in Atlanta for the um, uh, for what you've got to say. Make it. Uh, I'll give you your time. Go. Jack, is this me? Joe? Yes, it's you. Yeah. And you're okay, on well, I First off, let me say, Monica... Thank you so much for dragging me down the rabbit hole. All right. Um, (laughs) It's so much bigger, right, than you thought? (laughs) Yeah, the the, the Nathan Deal Vigilant Guard, you opened my mind. That was Binkley. That was phenomenal. Yeah, that was Binkley. You did a phenomenal job. It was great. Um, You had an earlier caller, and it it was Jeff, I believe his name was, and he was saying that Trump is putting everybody against everybody. Yeah. That's not true. Obama did that. Obama did oh, that. Yes. Race, racial yeah. tensions alone. The black versus you know, blue thing. It's such a bummer. Yeah, he yeah, had the, the opportunity the, to heal. The I was Jedi so happy. 
Yeah. The Geno Giants? No way. That's not fair. Like, don't you say that Trump is putting everybody against everybody. It, it was Barack Obama that did it, and it's Trump that's like... He's trying to sweep it all up. He's trying to make it all better. Well, you know, I, I don't know about that. I think, first of all, I want to clarify, I was not an Obama supporter. I just remember when he won, I thought the one good thing that could come of this is that this country could do some healing. I mean, how could you possibly perpetuate such a, a deep schism, such such deeply, powerfully, politically racial stuff if... Uh, you know, if more than all the Democrats voted for this guy, but uh, he it, it worked against us instead, especially Eric Holder, who I hear might run. Um, I got to take a break. But thank you, Joe. If you're on, uh, hang on and uh, we'll do some more rapid fire after the break. 800 WSB Talk. Got a couple of lines open at Monica Perez show. You can tweet at me. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today, 88. Tomorrow's high, 87. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I am going to Russ in Claremont. Russ, you are on the air. Yes, Monica, thank you for having me. As a uh, young parent of two, one thing that I'd like to say about the uh, people being inherent, good or bad, is people are inherently selfish meaning they mm. look out for them and their own. So the first thing you hear about with, like, let's say the health care reform is, how does that affect me? How does that affect my family? So whether you're raised in a way to be selfless, you're inherently selfish. That's a fantastic point, and I would like to uh, just add that, that what that then does, that's where love comes in, because if you have love, then that group you know, is bigger. It's not just you. You said you had kids. You know what I mean? That's where community and all that kind of stuff is like who your selfish interests then become like with other people as well. Is that very inarticulate? I'm usually better than that. (laughs) Well, at the same point today, you know, I held the door for a lady carrying stuff out, offered to help carry her stuff out. I mean, that's the way I was raised. But at the same time, there's selfless acts but inherently we're selfish. If it comes down to me or you, I'm going to take care of me and my family. Right. And I think our president is looking out for himself. Personally or including his community, meaning us? Uh, Personally. I agree. And I, that's why I, I see, think, like with his kids, I don't think they're going to hurt his kids. I think that they, there's an agreement. So they, my producer, Binkley, and I were talking about how uh, the – Don Jr. was going to be on the hot seat this week, and I said I did not think that they would give him a hard time because I think that's part of the deal. This guy wouldn't wouldn't be anyway. I'm down the rabbit hole, well, Russ. <laughs> well, and one thing that I would say about that is he's looking out for his family, and when it comes down yes. to it, I don't care if you're the president, I don't care if you're Joe Schmo living in the street. If it comes down to you, your family, or a stranger, it's you and your family, even yes. American people, it's you and your family. Yes, I agree with that, and I think that in this case. Uh, I think, you know, this is cynical. I hate to just like parachute in with this, but I do think that it's that he is establishing a legacy and true more wealth really than he had before um, through that D.C. post office. I do think that that's it does come down to that. Very interesting rush. Thank you, Uh, Russ. (laughs) Hang on, guys. More calls after this. or You can tweet at me at Monica Perez show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. I threw out a couple of questions and the lines lit up. I'm so happy, so interested in what you guys have to say. The questions were, do you think people are inherently good or bad? That's for my mom and my sister Franny. And then the other question was, do you think Trump's going to make it the full years? I've got a poll about that. Uh, and I am going to do some rapid fire phone calls. So I'm going to start with Kenneth in Sugar Hill. Or is it on Sugar Hill? Hi, Kenneth. Hi, Monica. How are you? Um, are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yes. First, I just want to say I think Trump's going to make it at least the first four years. I don't think he's going to give up on what he said. He's too proud of that. That'd be good. Yeah. And um, I hear a lot of callers say they wish you were on more, and I didn't really understand who... I don't understand what we were talking about today too much with Rance Priebus and uh, all that stuff going on. But it's, you know, it's very refreshing to hear, even when you don't know about something that we can go down, if you want to say a rabbit hole, but just look at things differently yeah that's great i really do try to look at things differently um and have a conversation about them and hear what y'all have to say i actually the uh critical thinking aspect of all this and getting people thinking and talking i think is valuable in itself which is why like every call i get that says i love you says i don't agree with you a lot of the time (laughs) you know but anyway so thank you so much for the call kenneth i'm going to amanda in norcross amanda you're on with monica well, it's wonderful to hear you. I absolutely adore your show. I hope you never go off the Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, I, Amanda. I do wish you were on five days a week. I don't know that I'd wish you seven days a week. That would be <laughs> exhausting for you. But, I have to have my um, Sundays. Anyway, I, I think people are inherently neither good nor bad. I know that sounds like I'm wimping out on nope. it. But remember, we all have to be taught. Babies come into this world not knowing diddly squat, and the first thing they do is cry and beg for food and all of these other things, and that's what we call bad behavior. So we teach them not to be like that, so they are taught to be good. So I think people are taught to be good, and um, but I do believe that some people have uh, something in them that says, I'm going to do something bad, because look at Charles Manson. I just cannot believe his mother taught him to be that Well, way. no, he had a terrible childhood in and out of, like, institutions and stuff. Uh, okay. I, yeah, they say he was like uh, a uh, like a military experiment gone wrong. Yes, Ooh. read about Charles. Interesting. So that goes to your nurture theory, although I'm kind of a nature theory person. But if you were to say, so you think the family, the mom, is the number one Influenced you? Uh, do you think society, culture, uh, and what's school? What, well, no, what I, I, I do think that it depends on quote unquote the village, and I do hate using that. I know I hate it too, but it's so true. I'll tell kids in the store like, "Be nice to your mother," and then the mother's yeah. mad at me. I'm like, "Oh, sorry, I was trying to help." <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, what I would say though is, um, you know, I think that there are just. Uh, we have to be taught to be good. I think that we're more inclined to do something that's bad because we're selfish, as one of your other um, yep, callers right. said, mm-hmm. that inherently we are selfish. Yeah. So we have to be taught to not be selfish, and that, in my eyes, means we're taught to be good. And so, I think, actually, the rewards of that, uh, uh-huh. I think that you're actually, it's in your selfish interests in uh-huh. the long run to mm-hmm. Be good because then you have rewarding relationships. You have a safety net of your own because people will love and help you. I actually exactly. think loving behavior 
ultimately is selfish, which either makes you go into a circle or yep. it, it's maybe another cop out or maybe it is, you know, technically, I think they call it a tautology where it, it ultimately means that you are selfish in the end anyway. But I like it that way. And uh, and yeah, I think it's a positive way of thinking of it because you just end up, you know, it's in your interest to be good. I love it. Thank you, Amanda, so much for calling. Paul in Dawsonville, you're on with Monica. Hi, Paul. Uh, hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. I've enjoyed listening. Uh, I do believe that uh, morals and uh, the way we uh, are good or bad is developmental, so you can uh, have difficulties uh, as an adult that you know you didn't have as a child or vice versa. But um, in the end, we have a free will, so we exercise that, and it's kind of like that illustration where the dog that you feed the most is the one that um, wins. You know the story I'm talking about? No. Oh, this the story about the, uh, there's two dogs. One is a good one, and one's a bad one, and and uh, they're fighting. And uh, the question is, well, which one wins? And the answer is the one that you feed. feed oh, interesting. So you can nurture, you can bring out the uh, strength of some characteristics over the others? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. with our choices, and it's what we... I what have we to believe in free will. I just we, can't not believe yeah. in free will. It's my only... What we put in our, yeah. what we uh, read and, and, and um, the people that we associate with, choices we make on a regular basis, these are things that um, help determine what path we go on and whether we are going to be making choices or not but yeah and i think that does feed on itself in that you can start out by making bad choices then you surround yourself with bad people and then you're in a hole you can't get out of where Mm -hmm. so i so i think that it can be self-fulfilling at a certain point maybe you're just in too deep and free will isn't even an issue but i i have to believe in uh, uh, underneath it all and that's why culture is so important that's why community is so important like it shows you the way and as people stray they get you know, exiled or reprimanded or, um, you know, shamed. And then mm-hmm. they, so you can get them back on track quickly. But when you have a free for all or a society where you don't really know each other or it's one way communication like YouTube, you know, you don't get to correct. You put the mom, you know, make sure there's no parents home, get, you know, mandatory right. preschool. Anyway, now I'm talking politics and nobody wants that. So well, did you have something thing. about Trump? Go. Yeah, I do. I, I was going to say, I believe that. Trump is having the time of his life. I was, I've never been a big Trump fan or not. I'm kind of, uh, what are you, sanguine on that or something? But uh, I will say it was a binary choice between him and Hillary, and I voted for him, um, hoping for the best. I believe he's going to transform, further transform the Supreme Court, which will be a good thing, in my opinion, for our nation. I believe he's going to do what he can do, given the uh, hand that he's dealt uh, with the establishment uh, operating against him, I don't think he's going to make perfect choices. I think he's, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what his morality is, but I do think, uh, given the binary choice, that he was the better choice of the two. So, all right, I can buy that. I, I don't uh, like everyone always says to me. I don't agree with everything you said, but that does sound right. Thank you so much for the call, Paul. I'm going to Joan. Joan, you are on with Monica. Hello, Monica. Hi, Joan. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, I just wanted to say that I represent the other diverse group of your listeners, okay? I I didn't vote for Trump because I didn't think he would make any mistakes. And, yes, his tweeting does bring a, a attention to himself. He's, I feel like he's on a learning curve. Do we always agree with some of his choices? No. But his basic agenda, 
we are rooting for him. This is how I felt about it. My prayer was that he allowed God to direct him to make decisions that make America stable and productive, because he has free will, just like you said. And uh, But we also know that the globalists, they're formidable foes uh, against presidents and uh, anybody that doesn't want that socialist agenda. So I think that he maybe maybe underestimated that, but I believe that he is learning and he's open to learning. Uh, and there, I just, there always be a group of people, and, and this is outside the socialists, who will oppose people who are trying to do their best anyway. That's just the nature of human beings. So I think that, yeah. but there are few people that I think that could stand up uh, to the pressure, hate, and even attacks on his physical harm to him and his family, mm-hmm. that they would wither. And I believe that uh, President Trump's successes and his business and even failures are what helps him maintain that type of tenacity to help face the onslaught that he receives from deep slate. Uh, yeah, deep that's state. true. He's definitely able to take it. But you reminded me of something I read. I wrote an article about Anthony Scaramucci in January. I said, keep your eye on this guy. Uh, you might want to go back. I've got some great stuff. If you don't follow me on Twitter, you're... you're uh, you're not going to get it all because I just don't have enough time here on the air. So do Aunt Monica Perez show, but <clears throat> not just <laughs> not trying to plug it. I don't get anything out of it. But I did say, but when I was doing my original research on Scaramucci, he was at the Davos Switzerland Economic Forum, where that's like the actual like cliche for uh, for like the elite. And he said, I know you guys don't like the way Trump comes off, but he's the globalists last best hope. Because he can reach the popular crowd, the populace, the common man. And I didn't understand exactly what that guy meant, but he made some historical references that I didn't get. I really should have filled it, uh, followed up on that. But um, I don't think it's, I, you know, I, I, I hope Joan is right and that he's on our side against that move towards ever centralized power in the world i think it's too late for that i'm sorry to say but um i don't want to be a downer i want to go to kim and shambly hi hi kim you're on with monica hi thanks for taking my call i just love your show awesome they need to they need to have you on more often since it's saturday we'll see anyway (laughs) all right um I think people are i think i like to think that people are inherently good i might be naive but the problem is, is that I think the world of politics tends to attract people who are inherently bad. And you know the old saying, politics is Hollywood for ugly people? Yes, so true. And, and it kind of attracts that kind of person, you know, the person who, you know, they weren't the football star, they weren't the cheerleader, they were like, you know, the secretary of the student council or something. Yes. And I know I'm, I'm stereotyping people. I know, but, I know. But it's almost but, like, you know, they there is a real phenomenon like that. I always think Robert Reich is one of these guys who he thinks because he's so smart, he shouldn't have to, like, work or, you know, win people over with charm. It, it, it is actually the foundation of how the guys, it was like the Carnegie Endowment, some of these foundations that wanted to move America over to the collectivist field, uh, collectivist basic thinking was that they got, they formed organizations, the econ- Economist Society, the Historical Society, these societies where they promised these guys that you're smart, you should be running the world, and you if you help so us, then yeah. we will give you more power. And they do have power. Now they're a professional economist. There weren't when we had a free economy. 
Well, and also, too, you, I'm in, sorry, I'm in Walmart doing back-to-school shopping. <laughs> Good, um, go for but, it. But also, too, is that, you know, there's the other thing that the world is run by C students. We've got enough that these students in there who are in government, and they're not necessarily in elected positions. They're in positions where they're just bureaucrats, and, and you know, they're making big decisions. And, and so we've got a mix of people who are sleazeballs who just want to be somebody. Wow, that and, is like mind-blowing there. I hadn't thought about that one. I, I got to think about that. The C students are in the bureaucratic positions. Uh, but I did want to just point out there was an article, maybe Binkley can find it, that I sent to Binkley that said, as you, and it goes to what I guess Lord Acton had said, which not about politicians, but about an infallible pope. He said, uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely Good men are very seldom, no, great men are very seldom good men, I think is the end of that quote. But uh, in any case, there was an article recently that they discovered that power actually changes the way you think. Binkley, do you remember what that one was? I do. I don't remember the specifics. No, no, but di- but the bi- the big picture was that having power makes you like a bad person. Was that it? Like power affects your mind? More of a sociopath. Oh, okay. It makes you a sociopath. I mean, yeah. Yes, yeah. it makes you, you know, your conscience goes away. The more power you have, the less you um, use your conscience as a touchstone, which I've actually observed anecdotally when I used to be investment banking and stuff. Like the more, the higher up a guy was, the less people pushed back on him, his wives, his his wife, his employees. There was like nobody left. Howard Stern used to talk about it. It's like, I just want somebody who tells me these pants don't look good. I just <laughs> want to know, you know? And then you stop caring. You can just do whatever you want. Like Trump said, I could just shoot somebody in Times Square and nobody, you know, I could get away with it. So uh, very interesting. Thank you, Kim. Finishing up after the break, uh, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Sunshine high uh, forecast at 86 for Monday as the work week begins, but that could change. So stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather, which is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I want to give you the results of my poll. I got a lot of respondents, so I think that these are uh, robust results. They're probably pretty good. The question was, do you think that Trump will finish his uh, first term? And I also asked if people thought he would get a second term and finish that. So let me tell you, in a nutshell, the results were uh, 27% of people think he will not be able to finish his first term for some reason. And uh, so 27% of the people, less than a third of the people, but more than a quarter, think he's not going to be able to finish his term. Uh, 24% think that he will finish his first term but will not have a second term and 43 percent think that he will finish his first term and his second term so they think that the biggest the plurality of votes goes to uh, eight years of trump very interesting uh so i hope people aren't mad at me i did not get to the scaramucci stuff which i guess is for the best because there would have been a lot of bleeping so what we're going to do, if you listen to my show and uh, you ever catch, if you ever miss it or want to hear the whole thing, Binkley very kindly puts all of our podcasts of this show, commercial free podcasts of this show, as well as of podcasts that we do um, every week also. So there's a lot of stuff up there. 
He puts it up on PropagandaReportDaily.com, and you can listen to it. And what we're going to do this week is we're we're going to go through the Scaramucci stuff, the article, some funny clips we have. I think it's going to be a very fun and entertaining and a very different take on what's going on. And we can really let our hair down because there are no censors and no commercials. I love the commercials. They give me a job, but it's hard to get it all out, you know? So uh, enjoy that. I actually am not going to be here next weekend. I have uh, my family vacation, and WSB has some uh, some UGA fan stuff coming. It'll be football season's coming. You better get your Monica Perez show in while you can. But I'll be back the weekend after, so don't lose hope. So, talk to you two weeks from today, 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez.